Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today for my podcast. Hey, before we jump into the lesson, a couple of weeks ago, we concluded our leadership conference here in Plano. It was just wonderful. There were leaders from all over the nation that came in. These leaders represented all different kinds of groups across our nation, and we were able to create value for them. It was just really one of the most dynamic leadership atmospheres that we've ever been able to produce. That being said, one of our desires is to resource leaders. So we put together a package of three things. One, my leadership curriculum, which you can get in English or Spanish, and it's 17 lessons that are just written out in detail so that you could take them and you could communicate them and develop a leadership stream. Also, a new flash drive. The flash drive has over 50 messages I've taught since a year ago, uh, leadership conference. And the Sunday ones come with outlines, and it just gives you the whole package of resources to be able to communicate from. And then on top of that, we have some other resources, and that is my new book, which is called Survival Skills, which is so needed today. Now, all three of those packaged together are available for $70, and I'm telling you, it's gold. It will give you content to teach leaders and raise up leaders. It will give you content to communicate on a regular basis, and then it will give you a resource to help people who are just trying to survive what's going on in our world today. So I just want to say to you that that is available. You can go to GeraldBrooksMinistries.com, $70. You can get it. Also, if you haven't uh, connected to my Twitter account, uh, every day I put out a leadership thought that's just designed to just go deep into your soul about leadership. All that being said, today I want to jump into a lesson that I'm excited about. It's entitled A Leadership Mindset. A Leadership Mindset. See, when you lead, it affects you. It affects you spiritually, it affects you mentally, and it affects you physically. Christian leadership affects every part of our life. Paul in the New Testament spent a lot of time speaking about a leader's mindset. In fact, there's a famous verse in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, where it talks about the renewing of your mind. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And what he's saying is that when you lead, you think differently. In fact, even though those thoughts from Romans 12 are used generically, in the context, they're speaking about leaders. And what they're speaking about is from Romans chapter 11 and verse 29, the gifts and callings of God. Later on, it says, let him that rule, let him that lead, lead. And it's talking about leadership. And it's saying, if you're going to lead, you've got to think different. You have to process different. So that's in the New Testament. I want to take you back to the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, in Joshua chapter 1, you see the framing of a leadership 
mindset. You see Joshua as he's taking his first steps into leadership and the mindset that God's going to begin to produce in him. And I want to walk you through because there's seven qualities to this mindset that happens in Joshua and they happen in every leader. So let's look at it. The first mindset is today versus yesterday. Today versus yesterday. In verses one and two, it starts off, Moses, my servant is dead, therefore arise. We all know Moses was the biggest and baddest that had ever been in the Old Testament. He was one of the greatest of the greats. And as a result of that, he's now died. Joshua has lived in his shadow. But God says, Moses, my servant is dead. What is he saying? He's saying yesterday is over. You've got to do something today. And one of the first things that a leader has to come to term with is they can't let their yesterday become their today. So many people let their past become their future. And God's saying your past cannot be your future because there's a new future that God has for you. So don't let your yesterday become your today. Leaders think today versus yesterday. It's really amazing in society how yesterday affects us. If you go and study the road system in the United States, you will find that in front of your house and my house, there is a road. Usually those roads, if you're in a subdivision, are 37 feet wide. 37 feet. Now, why is it that every city decided to have a 37-foot wide road? It all comes from the 1950s. During the 1950s, there was a calculation that was made. What happened if there was a nuclear war? What happened if homes were destroyed and we had to rebuild? Do you know what? They calculated, and what they came up with was this. If we were to move the debris into the street and start rebuilding, it would require 37 feet. 37 feet would take your house and the house across the street, the debris, and it would put it in the street. So today we have 37 feet based on the average house that was built in the 1950s. Let's be honest. The house in the 1950s doesn't exist in most of our community. You no longer have the 1,200 square foot home. You may have 3,000, you may have 4,000. In our area, you can even find five and 6,000, but you're not going to find the 1,200. But every city zones its roads according to 37 feet. Why? Because it's how it was done yesterday. One of the things that leaders have to watch out for is that they don't allow yesterday to become their tomorrow. They just don't allow it. One of the interesting examples in the Old Testament is the story of Hezekiah, how he took the bronze serpent that was on a staff, a pole, and how he broke it. Now, what this reference was, there was a time when plague went through Israel. And what God required Moses to do was to take a serpent, to put it on the pole, and everyone that looked there on it, it was imagery of Jesus bearing for us on the cross our sins and our sicknesses. And he said, everyone that looks would be healed. But literally for hundreds of years, Israel kept that around. But one day Hezekiah had to break it. And it was because 
Israel was beginning to worship before it. See, what happens is, is we allow systems to become sacrosanct. We take something that we've always done, and we think because we've always done it that way, we've got to keep doing it that way. And the first thing that frames a leader's mindset is they don't let yesterday become their tomorrow. They understand that they've got to think today versus yesterday. The second ingredient of a leadership mindset is in verses three and four, and that is that leaders are active versus passive. Leaders are active versus passive. In verses three and four, God tells Joshua, every place that your foot shall tread, what is he telling him? You're going to have to get up and you're going to have to go. What's interesting is if you study the New Testament, the New Testament can be summed up in two phrases, come and go. Jesus said, come unto me. And then he said, go into all the world. Both of those are active. We come so we can go. Leaders have a bias towards action. They are initiators. They get out there. One of my favorite verses in the New Testament is prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. So many people are praying and saying, well, what's the good thing? And God says, get out there and prove it. Figure out the good thing. Get busy. Just get busy doing something and you will figure out good. See, that's the mindset of a leader. They think today versus yesterday, active versus passive. And then they think potential versus problems. Potential versus problems. See, one of the things that the Bible is honest about is that leadership journeys, no matter how dynamic and gifted a leader is, will always involve problems. And the main problem that we will deal with will be people problems. And then once we get beyond people problems, we get just into life problems. But see, leaders don't become problem-occupied. They become potential-occupied. They're not judging their leadership in light of the problems they have, but the potential that they can reach. They do not let the problems become their lid. They are always striving to increase their potential. So what happens in verses five and six? God looks at Joshua and says this. He says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with you. What is God doing? He's raising the potential level. He's saying, hey, Joshua, it's just not you. It's me and you. I'm going to do something that is bigger than you because I'm going to be with you and no man, people problems, will be able to stand against you. People will cause you problems. We're not trying to conquer them. We're trying to help them. But when there are people problems, God's going to be there for you. And so he says, no man shall be, and I will be with you just like I was with Moses. See, God is as committed to you as the most powerful leaders that have ever lived. God's committed to be there for you. God's committed to uh, process life with you. He's going to be there. And so when you're a leader, you think 
today versus yesterday, you think active versus passive, and you think potential versus problems. You do not let problems become your lid. You are striving to reach potential. But then God says another layer of mindset, I want you to have focus versus clutter. I want you to have focus versus clutter. What does God tell Joshua in verse 7? He says, don't look to the right hand or to the left. What is he saying? He says, there's always going to be something to distract you. There's always going to be something that can consume you other than what I'm asking you to do. There's always something out there. And then he's very specific to the right hand. Well, in the Jewish culture, the right hand was the hand of honor and blessing and privilege. Where did the disciples want to sit? They wanted to sit at Jesus' right hand. Why? Because that's where the blessing was to dominate. And so he says, hey, don't look to the right hand. Don't get consumed with all the good things. When you lead, sometimes good things happen. But the good things can become a distraction. You can start enjoying your successes and miss God. You can start enjoying all that you have naturally and miss God. And so God says, don't look to the right hand and then not to the left hand. The left hand was the hand of dishonor. It represented problems in the Jewish culture. Really, when Jesus said, turn the other's cheek and let them strike you, it was a reference to the right hand versus left hand because all the Jewish people understood what that meant. Hey, what God says is this, focus, just focus. Just be focused in your leadership journey. Be focused on what God wants you to do. Don't let good things distract you. Don't let bad things distract you. So many leaders get distracted by good things. Well, this is such a good opportunity, but is it what God told you to do? Well, this is such a good place that we could do this. Is it what God told you to do? So the leadership mindset today versus yesterday, active versus passive, potential versus problems, focus versus clutter, and then faith versus fear. In leadership, you have to lead with your faith. In leadership, you have to live with your faith. God speaks to Joshua and he says, when it comes to your life, He says, I want you to take the book of the law. For the first time, Israel had the five first books of the Bible in writing. Moses had completed them prior to his death, and they had the written word of God, five of the books. And now God says, he says, I want you to meditate therein. I want you to think about God's word. Why, when you think about God's word, it begins to inspire faith. And when you lead, there are going to be times when fear is going to come. The fear of, well, what if I do wrong? Well, the the fear of, well, what if this doesn't happen? The fear of, well, what if people don't respond? All the fears that leaders can have. 
the fear of failure, the fear of people, the fear of the unknown. But God says we handle those by being attentive to the Word of God, meditating therein day and night, not letting it depart from our lips. We're always talking the Word of God. We're thinking the Word of God. We're talking the Word of God. Why? That you may observe to do so that you can do the Word of God. Think it, talk it, do it. Think it, talk it, do it. Think it, talk it, do it. See, leaders lead with faith. Doesn't mean our faith is perfect or our faith is better, but it does mean that our faith is important. And if people watch you lead and they don't see your faith, then you're leading in the wrong direction and you're leading for the wrong purpose. So the leadership mindset, today versus yesterday, active versus passive, potential versus problems, focus versus clutter, faith versus fear, and team over self. Joshua's going to go to the captains of the people, and he's going to say, I want you to begin to organize them. I want you to get them ready. What is he doing? He's saying, I value the team. I value the other people that God has put around me, the captains, the leaders, the other individuals. I value them. And so he was focused on team over self. He let other people do their jobs. He let other people be used by God in their jobs. He let other people do that. So team over self. Team over self. We always need a team of people. God never intended that a leader be alone, that there's always a group of people who rally around a leader and help them in the vision and the dream that God's given them. So I want to say to you, as a leader, value your team, trust your team, look at your team. Someone says, well, what if they make a mistake? Well, it's no different. I've made mistakes, you'll make mistakes, but it's better that the team learns from their mistakes than the team just sees you making a mistake. You always value the team. You always put the team in a position to succeed. And so team over self. The seventh mindset is serving versus satisfaction. Serving versus satisfaction. Now, serving versus satisfaction goes like this. In this particular story, there were two and a half tribes of Israel. Remember, there were the 12 tribes? Well, there were two and a half of the tribes that had come right up to the River Jordan, and they liked the land. In fact, not only did they like the land, but they built houses there, and their families were soaring there, and their families were enjoying the land. So they had gone to Moses, and they had said, Moses, When you go into the promised land, we want to stay here. We want to have our families right here. Moses looked at him and he said, it's all right if you do that, but here's what I'm telling you. You are going to help the other people. You're going to help them arrive at their destiny because for you to be here, someone helped you get to your destiny. So what is going on here is the fact that the Bible says that these two and a half tribes were at rest, but now Joshua says your job is to help the rest of the tribes be at rest. See, 
serving is this. We help others receive what God has given us. We don't hold on and neglect, but we're always serving and we're always assisting others. In the mindset of saying, hey, I want to help someone else experience this. That has driven everything that I do about leadership. That I believe God has placed every leader here to be his brother's keeper. That old question, am I my brother's keeper? The answer is yes. It's my job to help everyone I can, whenever I can, wherever I can, to fulfill what God has for them. That is the mindset. It is what brought forth the quote that I've used for decades now. When you become a leader, you lose the right to think about yourself. Why? Because we are driven to help others. That's what serving is. Serving isn't diminishing you. Serving is helping others experience what God has done for you. So in this chapter... Joshua is formulating a mindset. This mindset is going to guide him in his leadership journey. This mindset is today versus yesterday, active versus passive, potential versus problems, focus versus clutter, and faith versus fear, team over self, and serving versus satisfaction. You take those seven And you begin to mix them together, and you have the driving force of how a leader thinks. A leader thinks differently. A leader processes differently. And they do that so they can live differently, and they can help other people to live differently. I hope this helps you. I hope it lets you understand that our minds matter when it comes to leadership. And I hope that you begin to utilize this. Maybe you can teach it to your team. Maybe you can break down the seven of them and give a little bit more depth and energy to it. But what I want to say to you is God needs great leaders. And great leaders have a leadership mindset. Let me remind you again, you can go to Gerald Brooks Ministries. Dot com And there you can look at one of the uh, great opportunities to be resourced a leadership guide, an opportunity to get nearly 50 lessons that just deal with practical everyday life, and then a book on survival skills. All three of those are joined together. You can go to my webpage and you can get them there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.